I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I am so happy to have you here with me today. It is the first episode that I am releasing of 2019. So happy 2019. I hope you all had an amazing Christmas and a happy new year and are slowly getting back into the swing of things after the holiday season. I know it's taken me a little bit of time. That is not why this episode is being released later than usual. So it is Friday of the first week in January, so January 4th, 2019. And like I said, today is Friday, and usually these episodes are released on Wednesdays. That was the plan as usual, but something tragic happened on my back end. All of the episodes that I had recorded for you guys got deleted, but I think everything happens for a reason, and now I am sitting down on a rainy day recording this episode for you. And I am so excited to dive in to the topic that I have chosen for us today because it is so needed and I actually talked about it on Instagram last week and all of you guys really loved what I was saying. So I'm really excited to just make today's episode all about it. So for those of you who have absolutely no idea what I am talking about right now, I am referring to an Instagram post that I did about a week ago. And I updated you on something that I've been doing for the past four months. So ever since the end of August, I kind of changed up the way I have been eating, I guess. (laughs) So I wanted to take the hour of today's episode, an hour or so, to really go into more detail about my personal story, my personal experiences. But since I chatted about this on Instagram already and there was so much interest on this topic, I thought I would answer all of the questions that all of you have given me. So I've received so many awesome questions from you guys. So thank you so much to all of you who took the time to send me questions. That always helps me big time and I really appreciate when you do that. So I will be answering all of your questions in today's episode about eating more, getting your period back, balancing hormones, gaining weight, intuitive eating, and body image, and all of like the mindset stuff that goes along with that. So like I said, I have tons of awesome questions from you guys to answer in today's episode, but something I wanted to be sure that I did first was give you some background on where I'm coming from so you know my current situation and just kind of like all of those important details that an Instagram post 
doesn't allow you to share because if you if you use Instagram, you'll know that you can only type a certain amount of text with each post. So your captions on Instagram can only be so long. So when I shared this with you guys last week, I couldn't give you all of the details. So I thought this episode is an awesome opportunity for me to do that for you and just share everything that I want to share. And like I said, I did have this episode recorded once already. It got deleted, but I think everything happens for a reason because there's something else that I really want to share with you. And it just came up over the past couple of days and it really has so much to do with like diet culture and having a normal healthy relationship with food and just kind of my current health situation too. So let's talk about that. Um, right now for many of you know that I am traveling. So I am in British Columbia right now. It's one of my absolute favorite places. It's the favorite place of mine in all of Canada. So I am spending two weeks in British Columbia and there are actually Whole Foods in BC. So for those of you who know me, you'll know that I have a very intense love with Whole Foods. So while I've been here, my cousins have been taking me to Whole Foods and we've been enjoying a couple meals here and there, but also we've been getting some really great ingredients and whatnot. So it's been tons of fun traveling around and shopping at some of my favorite places. But let's get back to Whole Foods. Like I mentioned, I have ate a few meals at Whole Foods while I've been here, and I forget what day it was, but I posted a picture of my Whole Foods meal, so that would have been Wednesday night, that I ate dinner at Whole Foods, and I loaded up on roasted Brussels sprouts, and roasted butternut squash, and sauteed zucchini and then they had like an Asian chicken dish and it was like chicken thighs marinated in Asian sauce. I don't know. So I loaded up, I ate that for dinner and I posted this meal, this picture of my meal to Instagram and I couldn't help but kind of be taken back I guess. I was really taken back by all of the comments that I was getting from people about the canola oil that Whole Foods uses on their vegetables. So I personally at home, I don't own canola oil. When I cook at home, I use coconut oil, avocado oil, butter, ghee, that sort of thing. And then if I'm to dress my salads or vegetables, I will use olive oil. So or canola oil isn't something that I personally use. However, when I go to Whole Foods, I don't freak out about that sort of thing because I've done that in the past before. So I have battled eating disorders, as many of you know, as a 10-year-old girl, as a 15-year-old girl, I was diagnosed with anorexia, but also in my late teens and early 20s, I also dealt with orthorexia. So I was no longer anorexic, I actually developed a fear of not eating enough 
But I had also developed orthorexia, which was a fixation on only eating healthy food. So something like a whole food salad bar where they use canola oil on basically all of the things on their salad bar um, besides like the raw vegetables where you could make a raw vegetable salad. But everything cooked is basically cooked in canola oil. And back when I was struggling with orthorexia, I would definitely avoid whole foods and I would never eat there or else I would just make myself like a raw veggie salad because I was so fearful of consuming something that diet culture tells us is not healthy, aka canola oil. So we are constantly told that there are foods that are quote-unquote healthy and foods that are quote-unquote unhealthy. And during that time in my life where I was struggling with orthorexia, I would never consume something that I deemed to be unhealthy. I would only eat the healthy foods. But back in 2013, I said enough is enough, and I knew I couldn't continue living my life that way. So I decided to make a change. And this is really when my self-love journey began. I started making decisions based off of love for myself. And every decision that I made just came from a place of love versus a place of control and fear and self-hate. So my self-love journey and my true eating disorder recovery really began in 2013. At the beginning of 2013, it was February of 2013. And ever since then, I have been working on having a very healthy and quote-unquote, normal relationship with food. And I think it took me about a year to really get to that place where I felt quite free around food. I know um, by the time 2015 rolled around, I was living my best life and just had the best relationship I had ever had with food. So... I guess for like the past four solid years, I would say. So a solid four years now, I've had a very healthy relationship with food and things like canola oil at the Whole Foods salad bar isn't something that I avoid. Do I cook with canola oil at home? No. But when I eat out and it's something like whole foods that really makes me very, very happy, I'm not going to avoid it because there's just like so much more to life than avoiding food. And I don't know, I just, I think that this topic just really needs to be addressed and if you want to read more definitely go to my Instagram post from Thursday. I share with you about my experience at Whole Foods but I thought it was just so timely and perfect for me to bring that up in today's episode so you knew that I do have a history with eating disorders, including anorexia and orthorexia. But for the past four years, I've had this very normal relationship with food. And that was really my focus. 
after spending so many years of my life with a disordered relationship with food, my focus was truly only to have like a healthy and normal relationship with food. And like I said, that's definitely what I've experienced over the past four years. But this summer, I knew that I had to make a change. Despite having a normal relationship with food, I was still not getting my period. So when I had anorexia back in high school, I had lost my period and it just never returned despite getting my intake back up. So despite eating a quote unquote like normal amount of food again and restoring weight loss, my period just never returned. So my thought this summer was like, okay, I have a normal relationship with food, something that I've wanted and something that I have been experiencing for the past four years, normal relationship with food, but I'm not getting my period. And that's not normal. And as a holistic nutritionist, I know a lot about amenorrhea, so the lack of menstruation. And I know a lot about what it takes or what a woman needs to do to get it back. And often the first thing that a holistic practitioner will do if a client comes to them with amenorrhea, we will look at their total calorie intake because that has a lot to do with whether or not a woman is going to be getting her cycle or not. So one of the most common reasons someone will lose their period is from simply under eating. So in the summertime at the end of August, I just wanted to check where I was at with my calories. Like I said, for the past four years, I had been so focused on just having a normal relationship with food. So I achieved that, but I was also very oblivious about how many calories I was actually consuming on a daily basis because I was just so focused on eating normally. So focused on eating with like my hunger cues and the foods that I was feeling like I wanted to eat, that sort of thing. I was so focused on that and so removed from making sure that I ate an X amount of calories every single day. So at the end of August this past summer, I just thought I would do a personal check to see where I was at, just um, to see because like I said, my cycle had not returned and I just really wanted to adjust this area of my health. So I took um, the app MyFitnessPal, I'm sure many of you are familiar with MyFitnessPal, and this is something else, like we have this huge stigma around my fitness pal as well and I know even myself in the past I've said really nasty things about my fitness pal and it can be any type of like calorie counting macro tracking app or like database it can be super triggering and um, just like not a healthy thing, not a healthy tool for someone who has a disordered relationship with food. Having said that, it can also be a really powerful tool to provide information 
to someone like myself who is like, okay, I wonder where my calorie intake is at because I want to make sure that I'm eating enough food and like more than enough food to provide my body with enough energy so that it can regulate hormones, produce hormones, and also produce a period. So I logged into my fitness pal for the first time in a real long time, and I input a few days worth of food just to kind of get to see like an average of where I was at. And an average day for me without thinking about food, right? So like I said, I really hadn't been thinking about food for about like the past four years. My number one goal was just to have a normal relationship with food. So normal to me was just eating when I was hungry, listening to my body, and just like not being obsessive with food, not thinking about food, that sort of thing. So a normal day for me when I was just eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and listening to my body, that sort of thing, an average day for me was about 1,800 calories. And if numbers are triggering for you, feel free to tune out of today's episode, but I do feel like numbers can be really helpful for those who are maybe in a similar situation to me that are wanting to address a health goal. And I think numbers shouldn't, like we shouldn't tie so much emotion to numbers, right? So I, like I said, I input a handful of days into my fitness pal. I was averaging around 1800 calories. And something about 1800 calories is the fact that like diet culture has actually told us that that's a lot of food, right? So the average person, if they knew that they were eating 1800 calories, they'd think, oh, I'm eating enough food, no worries, whatever. But 1800 calories is definitely not enough food for a woman, especially a woman like myself who is working to balance her hormones and get her period back. So right then and there, I knew that my calorie intake wasn't like severely low, it wasn't alarmingly low, but it definitely wasn't enough food for me, and especially with my health goals in mind as well, I knew that I needed a lot more food. So almost like another 1000 calories. So this was the end of August. And ever since the end of August, I have been just eating more food and really um, letting go of that goal of just being normal around food. Like I have this healthy relationship with food, but I just had to make some mindset shifts and know that being intentional about food right now is totally okay and that is normal. And above everything else, like it's normal to be getting your period. And that to me right now is the most important thing. So that is what I'm doing. Instead of being so focused on being normal around food, I'm bringing intention to the way I eat. And I think it's really important to bring light to this because I think like the intuitive eating community I know I have so many women as guests on this show that talk about intuitive eating. I love the topic of intuitive eating, and you guys know I'm all about having food freedom and a healthy relationship with food, but within all of that, within those communities and within those conversations, 
I think um, the thought or the idea of being intentional around our food choices can really start to be looked at as being like a negative thing. And I know I was definitely in that mindset too. You know, I didn't want to start thinking about food. And I think we are told that if we focus on food and if we are making sure that we get a certain number every day or a certain amount of whatever every day, in some communities, such as like the intuitive eating communities, for an example, I have seen people talk down to those practices. So just using myself as an example, there might be some people that think that it's not um, an intuitive eating practice if I make sure that I'm getting a certain number of calories every single day. But for me, the way I see it is I am being so intuitive right now because I know well enough that, okay, for the past four years, I've just been eating based on my hunger signals and listening to my body. I've been in total like dedication to listening to my body. And for those of you who have followed me, you know that that's what I've done for many, many years now. And now I'm like, okay, this part of my body, this system of my body, my reproductive system isn't responding to what I'm currently doing. So it's time for me to make some changes and be more intentional about the way I'm eating. So that's what I'm doing right now. And like I said, I just wanted to shed some light on that before I dove into your questions. Because first, I do think it's super important for you to know some of my background and kind of like where I'm at right now and why I'm talking about this topic. And as you guys know, I'm always super open with you and I love sharing my story and that's why I'm here. So I just wanted to share that with you. But also, I am here to start like busting that stigma around diet culture and the things that they tell us that are disordered. And I mean, like even not diet culture, but the whole like anti diet culture. There's diet culture that, you know, tells us that we have to follow a certain diet or eat a certain way. And then there's anti-diet culture that is telling us that if we think about food, that we have a problem as well. And I'm here to show you that I am like an eating disorder recovery advocate and I'm all about food freedom. I'm a holistic nutritionist that helps women all around the world. I have helped so many women over the past several years repair their relationship with food. And I am here telling you that it's okay to think about food and be intentional about your food choices if it's coming from a place of loving yourself. So there's two different ways that we can approach these things. So I'll just share kind of my personal experience just to make some sense of this all. But back in 2012, 2013, when I was really struggling with orthorexia, I had this rule that I had to eat six times a day. And that rule was set in place because I thought eating six times a day would rev my metabolism and make me super lean, <laughs> okay? So you can see that those rules that I had in place back in 2012, 2013, they were coming from a place of 
hating my body at, in its current state, wanting to change myself, wanting to have control over my body. You can see how that was all about like control, fear, and self-hate. Whereas now I'm being intentional about my food choices. I'm eating more even if I'm kind of feeling like quite full or satisfied. I'm being intentional that I hit a certain amount of calories every day. I'm being intentional that I'm eating a certain amount of carbohydrates every day because carbohydrates are also extremely important for hormones and women getting their periods back. And same with fats and proteins. So I'm being really intentional about the way I'm eating right now. But it's coming from a place of wanting to take care of myself and get my period back. And that's it. So you can see that you can come at these things from two different places. Right now, I'm coming from a place of like wanting to take care of myself. I'm coming from a place of loving. And several years ago, I wasn't coming from that place. So there's a huge difference. And I don't think we should just like throw a blanket over everyone who is like being intentional about the way they eat. So that's what I have to say about like diet culture and anti-diet culture because that's a thing too. But like I did say, we have a lot of questions to get through. We're already like 30 minutes into this episode, so I think we're making pretty good time. And I don't really want to break this episode up into a few parts or like part one, part two. So I am going to cruise through, well not cruise through because I do want to give all of your questions um, the attention that they need. But we have a lot of questions to get through. So let's get going with them. So I have a question. All of these are from Instagram. So the first one that we will hit is, has your calorie increase slash weight gain assisted in balancing your hormones yet? So as of right now, I haven't gotten my cycle back, but I have experienced great signs that my hormones are coming back or they're doing something. So I used to like never sweat when I would do like any sort of activity. I don't do any type of high intensity activity, but I'm just talking like any activity. I would never sweat. Sweating during movement is a really great sign that you have hormones and I actually started sweating again so that was a good sign I've been getting um like cycles of like pimples popping up so once a month there will be like a week in the month or like a couple days in the month where I notice like a few pimples just like pop up so I know that there is a cycle happening also, something that I was struggling with was like libido, and that's definitely um, coming back. But something that I do want to touch on about this question before we move to the next one is the fact that the average woman, if you are working to get your period back, the average woman, it will take them about three to six months to either get their period back or notice like real positive shifts. So as I said, it's been about like four months for me and no period as of yet, but I have noticed some really positive changes too. So I'm happy about that. And then the next question is about determining whether or not you are being kind to yourself or self-sabotaging yourself. So this girl said, like, how do I know whether or not I'm just being lazy with exercise or if I'm actually, like, taking care of myself? 
And in my opinion, only you can answer this question. So just to like, I don't know, put myself in that situation. If I am being kind to myself versus self-sabotaging myself or, you know, just being, just not making the right decision for myself, you can tell. And this is something that I often do with my spiritual coaching clients is really getting them to tune in to how they feel about their decisions or how their decisions make them feel like energetically within their body. So a really good way to determine whether or not you're being kind to yourself versus self-sabotaging yourself is how are the decisions you are making making you feel within your body? So does working out on a random day, you know, let's say today, if you think about working out, does that make you feel good within your body? Do you have a good feeling about that? Or does it kind of make you feel a little bit squirmy and like maybe you're, you know, shackled to some chains and it's something that you have to do? So that's what I would recommend you do is like to tune into that. How do your decisions make you feel? Do they make you feel expansive or restricted? And that's going to be a really great way for you to determine whether or not you are coming from a place of loving or lack, basically. And then I really like this next question about how to increase your caloric intake while not thinking slash obsessing about it. So I will be completely honest. If you are going to increase your calorie intake, you probably are going to have to think about it. Now, like I said, um, this summer when I checked in with myself, when I just like put a few days worth of food into my fitness pal, back then I wasn't thinking about food and I was just averaging 1800 calories. So by not thinking about food, I know that's where I'll get if I am intentional and I think about food, I'm able to increase my caloric intake. So you see that shift there. So you might have to think about food. But this doesn't mean that thinking about food necessarily lead, leads to obsessing about food. I am going to be completely honest. Like I said, I have been thinking about food. I have been intentional about how much I'm eating for the past four months. Do I feel all of a sudden obsessed with food? Absolutely not. So I think it's important to like disassociate those two things. Thinking about food does not mean you're all of a sudden obsessed with food. I truly feel the best I have in a really long time. And I was a little bit nervous to start thinking about food again because like I said, I had been in this place for like four years of having a really normal and healthy relationship with food. I am thinking about food now, but does that mean that all of a sudden I like don't have a healthy relationship with food? Absolutely not. I have a very healthy relationship with food, but I'm just thinking about it a little more too to make sure that I am eating a certain amount of calories that my body needs and requires. So I hope that helps. And then I guess one more thing that I would like to talk about that is if right now, if you are coming from a place of like, limiting the amount of food you eat. So maybe you are being intentional about restricting your food intake. Like for an example, I was unintentionally eating for my body 
size and my health goals. I was doing that unintentionally, but if you are intentionally under eating, it is likely that your thoughts about food are going to ramp up because if we malnourish our bodies and our minds, a way for our bodies to send us a signal that they need more food is to increase the amount of thoughts that we have about food. So it's just a different type of hunger, essentially. Most of us think hunger is like that belly growl or having an appetite, like things like that. That's what so many of us think hunger is. But hunger can also be like sudden increase of thoughts around food. So that's something to think about as well. If you are thinking about food a lot right now, I would suggest eating more food and seeing how that helps. Definitely give it a try. I know in the past that's helped me big time. When I was like super obsessed with food, thinking about food all the time, it was really, really because I was so malnourished and my body just needed more food. And once I started eating more food, I start, stopped thinking about food so much. So that was a great question. And then next question is, how did you reframe your thoughts from tolerating that idea of weight gain to really accepting it? So I think this is such a great question, but I do want to remind you that I have an entire episode all about weight gain and eating more. If you want to listen to that after you're done listening to this, you might really enjoy that episode. It's episode 33. So go back to episode 33. I talk a lot about this, but what I will say um, is I really didn't have to reframe my thoughts about tolerating the idea of weight gain to accepting it because... This entire journey, like I said, I started this eat more kind of journey back in August, at the end of August. It's all just been about eating more and getting my period back. I haven't made this about how my body looks at all. I haven't made it about um, weight gain. That isn't what I'm focused on. It's just something that's like come along with it. And I think something that might help many of you is realizing that if you are eating a proper amount for your body and your health, and you did gain weight in the process, your body needed that weight. So even though, like I said, I haven't made this journey at all about weight gain whatsoever, it's really just been about fueling my body properly and eating enough so I can get my period back. That is my goal. My goal has nothing to do with weight at all or how my body looks. But I think that's something that you can keep in mind is if you have gained weight while eating a proper amount of calories for your body and your health situation, if you have gained weight in the process, it's 100% likely that your body actually needed that weight anyways. So that's something to keep in mind. And then next question, I really like this one, and I get it a lot, is how did you deal with your appetite feeling full but trying to intentionally eat more? So this is a really great, great question, but honestly, when I started eating more, my appetite increased significantly. So I was actually hungry for all the food that I was eating, and it was actually a really big shift because when I was at that 1800 calorie range, like I shared with you, um, like when I was just 
eating based on when I felt hungry and eating based off of what I felt like eating, that sort of thing. So this summer, I really, I could go hours and hours and hours without eating because I just like didn't feel hungry. Now that I'm eating more food, my hunger cues really kicked in and I'm hungry for the food that I eat. Um, but the feeling of full, I know this challenges a lot of you, a lot of you like don't like that feeling of being full. And this is something I also talk about in that episode 33 is that like we need to realize that feeling full is not a bad thing. Diet culture tells us that the full feeling is something that we don't want to feel. Um, so we need to shift our mindset around that, but also I would recommend or encourage you to kind of like look at the foods that you are eating. Are you eating just like a huge bowl of salad? Because if you're eating a ton of raw veggies, like, you know, things that are taking up a lot of space in your gut, then you're going to feel really full. So if you are trying to increase your calorie intake and, you know, not eat large bowls of salad, I would really encourage you to look at your intake and make sure that what you are eating is like calorically dense. So for an example, one tablespoon of like coconut oil or nut butter or something like that, that is going to have like more energy, aka calories in it, than this huge ass bowl of salad. So take your pick if you're struggling with feeling full, but also struggling with getting your calorie intake up, I would definitely make sure that you are going to be choosing these foods that are more calorically dense so you don't have to eat like large volumes to hit your calorie goals if that makes sense and then um the next question is how do you know the difference between eating because your body needs it and overeating so i think this can be really confusing this whole overeating thing I think a lot of us are it's like a huge misunderstanding you guys is what I'm trying to say overeating there's just a huge misunderstanding around it similar to how like I shared with you before 1800 calories what I was eating back in the summertime that doesn't sound like like a super small amount of food because diet culture has told us that 1,200 calories is what we need to be eating, right? So as soon as a woman starts talking about eating 2,000, 2,500, or even 3,000 calories or more, I know some women that eat more than 3,000 calories and like the, they're like the healthiest people I know. Okay. So there's like, that's what I'm trying to drive home here is that there's so much like effed up stuff in our mind from diet culture. So overeating. So if we've been brainwashed by diet culture, that 1200 calories is enough food we're obviously going to think that 1800 calories is more than enough food. And we're all obviously going to get like all up in arms about anyone eating like 3000 calories. And there's just like this huge stigma. There's this huge misunderstanding around that all because for so many years of our life, we've been told that a certain amount of food is the right amount of food. So I don't think there's really like such thing as overeating. Do you know what I mean? Like if 
you're freaking hungry, eat. And that's not overeating. Like for an example, this morning, I made sloppy joes last night for dinner. And I had a huge bowl of leftover sloppy joes for breakfast this morning. And then I went back and had another huge bowl. So someone might be able to say that's overeating if they are following like a certain framework that limits how much they eat or they could be like oh she was just hungry for that and that's not overeating does that make sense like I hope this is making sense but there's just like this huge mindset shift that we need to make that if you are listening to your body that there's just like no such thing as overeating and then furthermore If you are trying to get your period back, there is absolutely no such thing as overeating. So if you find yourself eating a lot of food, like more food than you've ever ate in your entire life, it's because your body needs that and you've like deprived your body of it for so many years. So just listen to your body and trust that you're eating exactly what your body needs and your body knows what to do with all this food you guys okay so all of the calories you consume your body is loving you for it and putting it to good use so the next question is how did you know you needed to slash should gain weight so like i said before i really didn't look at myself in the mirror one day and say oh man, I need to gain weight. That's not what this journey was about. I was basically, I don't even know when the thought came to me, but I was just kind of like, okay, I have this amazing normal relationship with food, but getting my period, but not getting my period isn't normal. So that's where my journey really started. It had nothing to do with me coming from a place of looking at myself in the mirror and being like, I need to change my body. Had nothing to do with that. And that's why I think my journey and my experience with all of this this time around has been absolutely amazing because it has nothing to do with my body. I think when we come at these health goals, from a place of like wanting to change our body, whether that is to gain weight or even lose weight. If we come at these situations in that manner, it's coming from a place of lack, honestly. It's coming from a place of believing that we are not enough as we are right now. Back in August, I wasn't coming from that place. I'm still not coming from that place. I know I'm enough as I am right now. I don't need to change myself, but I did just need to make a change in the way I was taking care of myself, if that makes sense. Next question is, how do you know how many calories to eat outside of hunger and fullness? So I think this is a really great question because like I said, For many, many years, I was simply just eating out of hunger and fullness. So I love this question so much because, as you know, over the past four months, I've gone above and beyond that hunger fullness thing. So there is a way to calculate how many calories you do need. So there's something called your basal metabolic rate. That is simply just the amount of calories that your body needs when it's like not doing anything. Like when you are literally bedridden. The basal metabolic rate is just for your body to do its like daily functions that requires absolutely no movement whatsoever. So there are calculations on how to approximately figure out 
a pretty good like baseline of where you should be. But there's also a really great book by Nicola Rinaldi called No Period Now What? She spent years researching. So there's tons of research actually in the book. And one of the numbers that she has discovered and researched and come up with is 2,500 calories. So that's 2,500 calories. And yeah, like I said, that sounds like a lot of calories for those of us who have been brainwashed by diet culture and the media. And we've been brainwashed by them thinking that 1200 calories is enough food. So anyways, Nicola put a lot of work into her book called No Period Now What? And there's a lot of science behind why 2500 calories is kind of like a good goal to shoot for if you are trying to get your period back. But I would recommend working with a health practitioner, someone like myself, who is able to help you and support you in getting your calories up and determining a proper amount of calories for your unique body type and health goals. So that's something that I help my clients with, and I would just recommend working with a practitioner if that's something that you're really wanting to address within your own life and get like specific help on that. Now, another question about like how to eat more when your gut can't handle that much food. Like I said, guys, I would really, really strongly suggest um, looking at what types of food you're eating. Are they calorically dense? Or are they just like a bunch of fiber and you're not actually getting a lot of calories from them? There's a lot of nutrients within vegetables, but there's not a lot of calories. So someone who's trying to get their period back or balance their hormones or gain weight, because I know there are populations that like, you know, weight gain is a thing that is of main focus and that's okay too if you if that is a main focus of yours but I would really strongly urge you to look at your plate and actually be honest with yourself is this nutrient dense or is it calorically dense and you can have both right like a couple spoonfuls of nut butter you get good nutrition in that but you also get a good amount of calories in that versus a huge salad made of fiber-rich vegetables, for an example. And then the next question is from someone, and it's more of a statement saying that they need to eat more, but they're afraid of gaining weight. And I just cannot, I cannot stress this enough, you guys, is if you are eating a proper amount of food for your body and you gain weight, you needed to gain that weight. And this is just all falling back on my favorite topic of self-love and just loving yourself, right? So that's kind of what I think. Um, I've gained 20 pounds at least. Um, and the only way I know that is I did go to the doctor's office just for my yearly checkup. And um, I hopped on the scale and I knew that I gained 20 pounds. And like I said, if I'm eating a proper amount of food now, and I gain that weight, it was weight that my body needed to gain. And I can just think that okay, like I'm just loving myself. And that weight came on to my body because my body's just loving itself as well, right? Our bodies are always trying to take the best care of ourselves. So the next question is also about weight gain, but it's this person is asking if weight gain affected my desire to be intimate 
and personally it has not the weight gain actually like helped balance my hormones as I said I haven't gotten my period back but it has increased like sex drive and things like that so um the weight gain hasn't negatively affected my desire to be intimate whatsoever and then the next question is did you struggle with binge eating slash overeating when you started to eat intuitively so I again really want to be clear on the fact that there's no such thing as binge eating or overeating when you are eating intuitively. There is absolutely no such thing. If you are coming from a place of restriction and now you've decided to loosen the reins or completely let go of the reins and all control and commit to eating intuitively and you find yourself eating a lot of food that's still not a binge. I really, really don't want to be slapping the label of binge eating over things because it is a eating disorder, binge eating disorder. It is a type of eating disorder which is a mental illness but um, the binge eating or the overeating that people feel they experience when they start to eat intuitively is simply just because you are coming out of a place of restriction so once you come out of that place you probably are going to eat a lot of food because you've been restricting for so long but that does not mean that you're overeating so I would really encourage you to remove that label and just trust your body and commit to listening to your body and really commit to never um, restricting again because that doesn't help our relationships with food and it doesn't um, foster a healthy relationship with food. And then the next question is how to deal with others judging you for weight gain. So um, I personally have not been judged for gaining weight. My family members have um, commented, you know, certain family members have commented in certain ways. I know over the Christmas holidays, one of my family members pulled me aside and said to me that I looked a lot better. She's noticed that my face looks fuller and she just wanted to make sure that she was really proud of me and that um, she wanted me to know that she thought I looked really good. So I haven't experienced any negative judgments and I can say this is because I have an awesome freaking family. <laughs> so no one has said anything rude to me. And honestly, I am very fortunate that I've never had to experience that. But like I said, that is because I am surrounded by people that truly, truly, deeply love me and probably also don't have like insecurities about themselves so two things if someone like if a friend of yours is giving you flack about eating more or gaining weight it's likely one of two reasons or two reasons like are they a true friend of yours are they truly like or do they truly want what is best for you because like my mom she she's just popping into my head right now she obviously just wants what's best for me she wants me to have babies some one day someday she wants me to have my period someday right so if i'm gaining weight in the process to be able to do those things someday in the future like she's not going to give me any flack about gaining weight same thing with my boyfriend same thing with my dad like they truly love me for who i am not what my body looks like. 
So are these the type of friends in your life or are they just like surface friends that aren't really true friends? And then second reason is someone might say something negative about your weight gain is because they are insecure with themselves. So that's something else to keep in mind if you are dealing with negative comments is, okay, is this person, do they need to be in your life? Are they a true friend? Um, is there a chance that you can distance yourself from them? Or can you not internalize it and maybe look at possibly what they're struggling and recognize that whatever rude or mean or hurtful thing they say to you, can you look at that as a way of them struggling? Because that's definitely where it's likely coming from. So that is all of your questions. And I cannot thank you enough for sending me these questions. I love these conversations with you guys. I truly hope you took what you needed from this episode and that it helped you. I'm not opposed to doing part two. If you guys love this episode so much and you have more questions for me, definitely reach out and let me know. I have to record a new episode for next week's podcast because like I said, all of the podcast episodes that I have recorded for you prior to leaving all got deleted. So I need to record something new for you next week. So if you want to hear more about this topic, let me know, send me new questions, but I truly do hope you enjoyed this week's episode, thank you so much for listening.